Hello everyone, welcome to this language podcast week. This is Melissa Bonita and since this is our first podcast, I'm the first guest for today's episode and I'm really excited. So I'm going to be talking about bilingualism, my experience learning languages in Colombia covering at the same time some of my insights related to two readings that I highly recommend. They are called Bilingual Education in Colombia, Towards an Integrated Perspective, and Only Bilingualism as a Worldwide Phenomenon, both by Annie Marie de Mejia. And I'm going to try to connect everything to my experience, so if you feel identified listening to this, you're welcome. What can I tell you about me? I'm studying bilingualism and I have passion for teaching language, cultures, and literature. So there are so much things that I'm interested in that I'm going to be sharing with you in this episode. Basically, my journey learning languages, in this case English, at a school in Colombia was quite confusing, I would say. I was learning English using Spanish. I was speaking in Spanish all the time in English classes, as well as the teacher, which was a bit of a disadvantage for my skills because I didn't practice that much speaking or, or listening. And I wanted I wanted more and they didn't give me <laughs> anything. I remember that I didn't learn that much apart from verb to be or regular, regular verbs and basic vocabulary, animals, colors and things like that, adjectives. It was a really formal teaching, and it was sequential. Sadly, I and I didn't have the input from TV, news, um, neighbors, streets, because that wasn't my context. We don't speak English in the streets in Colombia. However, I was good at it because I started to read, to listen to music, to watch movies. I started meeting people and many other things so it was more like a independent work an independent activity that i i was really focused on and i i wanted to develop my skills and i kind of did it after being independent and improving some of my skills In English, I decided to study bilingualism and become a teacher. And something really interesting that Annie Mary de Mejia mentions in her test, bilingualism is how we cannot talk about bilingualism without taking into consideration globalizing and international tendencies because that enable global communication. And even though that globalization Uh, there are programs such as fishing schools, language schools, that exist just for a specific part of the population, the elite. And that wasn't my case. Even when I was studying in a private school, I was at the south of the city and my school didn't have the resources to have this uh, immersed programs or taking us to another country. So, um, and that's why 
bilingual education in Colombia is associated with private bilingual school, schools, of course. And as the author also explained, the example of one of the bilingual schools um, here in Cali, Colombia, English instruction is sometimes scaffold, they have immersion, they have different strategies to make that bilingualism a real thing between among their, their students, which is great. However, uh, regarding my experience, the only thing that I, I started my whole secondary phase was grammatical aspects. And I don't know if the school followed certain national education policy or an international education project, but it was almost the same. The whole and it's still the same. That That's the big problem with Colombia, that there are things that um, don't change with time. I am an optimistic teacher. But the national guidelines in bilingual education and the English proposals for the country are just in paper. The reality is completely different and we are in the city. What if we talk about indigenous communities, the Palenquero communities, the San Andres Island communities, that their bilingualism is somehow almost invisible for the government and for those policies. They create programs, materials, classes by themselves, even universities for them, created by them. So it's it's having that in mind that if we don't have the right program, the curricula and the system, and we are not even trained in bilingual education in the city, I can imagine how it's for indigenous communities to deal with this kind of problems all the time, that they need to be fighting and raising their voices to be heard, to have the education that they deserve and that it is in the constitution because the constitution says that this is a pluricultural, plurilingual country. So that's something that we need to take into account and connecting all of that with my experience at school that wasn't the best but at least helped me to like languages and different cultures and to open my mind to different things i would say that there are a lot of things to do for us as teachers um we need to transform the classroom to make students aware of what is going on and that they don't uh, give the same mind uh, towards education in Colombia that it's somehow selfish at some point. Um, we can do, we can do a lot of things and I think little by little we can start changing the system. Not the whole system, uh, I need to be realistic, but uh, there are years ahead and we can do it. That's my that's my hope. And I'm a teacher for a reason because I love teaching. I love kids. I love humans. So there is hope and there is love and there is dedication. Thank you very much.
Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to this. Wait for the another podcast that is related to this bilingual education in Colombia. And see you next time.